My dear friends, today is the Feast of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I just have one announcement. I'd like to encourage you to attend the public rosary down at the courthouse in Cincinnati this afternoon at 1.30. We hope that you would all be able to participate in this worthy endeavor. I'd like to speak to you today not so much on the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, but on the Blessed Virgin Mary's power and her advocacy. So great is the authority of parents over their children that if a son were crowned king, if a son or daughter were made president and have absolute dominion over each citizen in the country, neither the mother nor the father are required to be subject to that son or daughter. Christ now sits in heaven as the supreme monarch, yet while he was on earth, he chose to take to himself a human nature. He chose to be subject to Mary and Joseph. He humbled himself to be subject to Mary and Joseph as we are told by St. Luke. St. Ambrose says, Inasmuch as God chose Mary and Joseph as mother and foster father, he was obliged to obey them. Richard of St. Lawrence says, Of the other saints, we say that they are with God. But of Mary alone can it be said that she was so favored as to be not only herself submissive to the will of God, but that even God was subject to her will. We all claim to be Christian. All the Christians claim to follow our Lord, the Paschal Lamb, wherever he went. And it is true that that Paschal Lamb followed the Mother of God, the Blessed Virgin, wherever she went. Although the Blessed Virgin now in heaven can no longer command her son as an earthly mother, nevertheless her prayers are the prayers of a mother and consequently most powerful to obtain whatever she asks. St. Bonaventure claims that with her son, Mary is the most powerful person in heaven. There's nothing Mary cannot do on earth or in heaven with the cooperation of her divine son. And so when Mary approaches her son with a petition of prayer, Christ esteems her petition so much that it seems as a command. Jesus, like every good son, is so desirous to please his mother that it seems as though his petition is that of a queen rather than a handmaid, which she called herself. As he desires to please her, we desire to please our earthly mothers. Mary is so powerful to raise those in despair to hope. She raises those in sadness to joy, those in need to sufficiency, those in anger 
to forgiveness. At the command of Mary, all, even God himself, obeys. Says St. Bernard, very bold words, but from the, one of the sons of Mary. Because Jesus and Mary are so closely united, anything that is possible to Jesus by nature is possible to Mary by gift of God. God, as the founder of Holy Mother the Church, has placed the entire church under her protection. And where God is omnipotent by nature, Mary is omnipotent by grace, a gift given to her. We know that Mary is most powerful because we have God's own words on it. When St. Bridget heard and saw Mary and Jesus in holy conversation, our Lord said to his mother, Ask of me what you wilt, for no petition of thine can be void. He goes on to say, Christ goes on to say, It is not possible that I refuse thee anything. While Mary was on earth, she refused Christ nothing. And Christ, not willing to be outdone, will refuse Mary nothing in heaven. If Our Lady wished to raise a lowly sinner to the highest degree of sanctity, it will be accomplished. If our own prayers are so miserable as they are, as not to move Mary because of lack of merit on our part, hardly can Mary contain the benignity in her own heart to help us. From the time Mary came into this world, and that's, that means at her conception, her only thought after seeking God's glory was to help the sinner. Even before she became the mother of God, she desired to help the downtrodden, the miserable, the sinner. This was illustrated at the marriage feast of Cana, where the wine faileth. She mentioned it to her divine son, who responds, woman, what is it to thee and me? My time has not yet come. As if to say my miracles are to give proof of my doctrine. Yet Mary turns to the stewards, having confidence that her son would refuse her nothing, she commands them to fill the water basins. God honors Mary not only by her acclaimed title handmaid, but by the title given to her by the angel Gabriel, Mother. God obliged himself to obey the maternal authority of Mary on earth. He only elevates her authority in heaven. A single sigh of the Blessed Mother can obtain more favor from God than the suffrages of all the saints who even endured the most cruel torments and martyrdom. Our mothers here on earth have always been one of our most powerful advocates. 
The Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, is the most powerful advocate for grace in heaven. In another vision to St. Bridget, St. Bridget heard the saints in heaven ask the Blessed Virgin Mary, Is there anything thou canst not do? That which God does by nature and power, Mary does by prayer. St. George says that it is because Mary gave to our Lord his human nature, our Lord gives to her all that she desires. It's very simple, my dear friends. Really, she asks nothing that is not in concord with his holy will. Jesus is the most gracious of sons, and he gives great recompense to his mother for giving him the human nature, flesh. He derives the greatest pleasures in fulfilling her desires. There was a young man named John. Upon his father's death, his mother could not afford to take care of him. She thought she would provide for him by sending him to the court of the prince. But before he left, she extracted from him a promise every night to pray the Hail Mary and to add, O Blessed Virgin, help me at the hour of death. John did quite well at first. And then with all the temptations of court, he became dissolute, dissipated. The prince actually viewed him as a foolish youngster and sent him away. He was too ashamed to go back to his mother's house. He always remembered the kindness, the piety, and the devotion of his mother. He despaired. He had no source of income. He had no developed skills because he wasted his life at court. He did practice the promise that he made to his mother every night to say the Hail Mary and to add the prayer, O Blessed Virgin, help me at the hour of death. He became a robber and a murderer. He one day was captured in the crime of theft, I believe. He was accused of his crimes and he was sentenced to death. Reflecting upon shame, he had great grief of what he had done to his family name. He wept bitterly. He sobbed uncontrollably. He was in the prison cell and Someone appeared to him. He didn't know where he came from. He said, I will deliver you from prison. This wasn't the angel that delivered St. Peter. I will deliver you from prison, from death, if you obey me. The young man was so desperate, distraught, he said, I will do anything you ask. And then he said, I am the devil, which 
when the boy, when, when John knew this, only made his sin greater. That he would do anything the devil asked him to. The devil said, first of all, I want you to deny Jesus and the blessed sacrament. Well, that wasn't too terrible. John hadn't been to communion in years. He said, yes, I will do that. And the devil said, secondly, I want you to deny the blessed virgin and her protection. And John said, that I will never do. He rose up, closed his eyes, he said a prayer, said the prayer, the Hail Mary, and the prayer, O blessed Virgin Mary, help me at the hour of death. He opened his eyes and the devil was gone. The boy then was filled with remorse and grief for his sin, for having denied our Lord. It was the Blessed Virgin Mary who obtained for him the grace of repentance, the grace of sorrow. We cannot just presume upon that grace. He made a good confession, and the priest, but he was still sentenced to death. The priest accompanied him to the scaffold, and on the way to the scaffold, the young man John passed a statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary. There he made reverence to her. He kissed her feet, and the statue actually embraced John such that it was impossible to move him. The crowd saw what was happening. They recognized it for what it was. They cried out with, for mercy. They cried out to the king for forgiveness. They cried out for pardon for John. He was granted pardon and his sentence commuted. John then went out into the country and he led a most exemplary life. We see here the power of the devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary. We see here her ability, her willingness, her eagerness to help those souls who are her devoted clients. Let us always have devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary and let us always call upon her in our time of need. May Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.